Chalaper Gimel Mishnah Dalid. Here we start with the words Kayotzibo, which means the same kind of principles apply in another area of halacha. In this case here, we're going to really say the same idea that we learned a moment ago in the previous Mishnah about Chala, that it's obligated at a certain moment of truth, Gilgal, and prior to that not, after that not. It's just that moment where everything depends upon. So there's a similar stage when it comes to other tithing, Trumas and Maestras. It's also a moment of truth. And similarly, if it's not um, your dagon, your grain, etc., as the Pazak demands, meaning it belongs to the base of Mikdash, it'll be exempt from tithing. Now, if you recall, we've learned Maestras and Trumas already. There's a certain, there are two stages that are significant. There's what's typically called Onas Maestras, which means the earliest stage the fruit is edible. The beginning of Masechah's Maestras laid out the actual stage of development for different kinds of fruits and grains, etc. And then there's Gemar Malacha, which is the finishing of the processing. Like in the example of grains, it's Meruach Akri, smoothing the pile out, whatever it takes to finish the processing of the of the food, making it ready for storage or eating or, or sale. At that point, the firm obligation to tithe has kicked in, and that's that's it. Now, those are two different stages, Onus Amaisris and Gemar Malacha. In this Mishnah, we use the terms interchangeably, which is a bit confusing. Um, and therefore, some Rishonim learn that the stage we're referring to in this Mishnah, even though we talk about Onus Amaisris and Gemar Malacha, we're talking about Nigmaru, we refer to, some learn it means the first stage of Onus Amaisris, meaning the state, a third, I'll call it a third of its fully edibleness, the, the threshold of edibility. And others, uh, most learn that we're talking about the Gemara stage, the finishing of processing, and even when it says Onus Amaisris, although usually in other Mishnahis, Onus Amaisris refers to that threshold of edibility, the third of growth, etc. Um, in this Mishnah, Onus Amaisris, which literally means the time of tithing, is referring actually to Gemar Malacha. So, which it is is a Machlokas Roshonim, but <clears throat> they don't come out the same, that there's that same moment, that one moment of truth, and if the uh, fruits or vegetables or grain is is owned by the base of Mikdash at that moment of truth, let's call it Gemar Malacha, as most do, then uh, the food will forever be exempt from tithing, and if at the Gemar Malacha it's owned privately, then it's obligated in, in tithing, whether or not it had previously or subsequently be owned by the Beis HaMikdash. So that's what the Mishnah says. Inside it says, Kayotzebo. The same kind of principles apply as the previous Mishnah. Hamaktish perosav. If a person consecrates his produce, let's say his grain, giving it to the Beis HaMikdash as hektish, prior to reaching that moment of truth, the stage of tithing, which let's translate here as Gemar Malacha, meaning prior to smoothing the pile, if it's grain, etc. Then, Upadaan, and then he redeems it back from the Beis HaMikdash, all prior to the Gemar Malacha. So when he does Gemar Malacha, finishing the processing of this produce, it will now be, the moment of truth will kick in, of Gemar Malacha, then Chayavin, the fact that the food is obligated in Truma Samaisris, the fact that it had at some point been owned by the Beis HaMikdash is irrelevant. And similarly, Umishabola Ono Samaisris, if the fruit already had had their Gemar Malacha occur to them, meaning it's passed through the stage of Gemar Malacha, and then Ufa Da'an, and then he redeems it back. Well, since the Chiyav kicked in already, Chayavan, they remain, they remain Chayav and Trumas Amaisris, even though there was a time when the Beis English owned these uh, this produce, it doesn't matter, because the obligation had kicked in already at that moment of truth, back at Gemar Malacha. However, Hikdishan Ajlo Nigmaru, 
if a person consecrated his produce. Giving to the base of Mikdash prior to the Gemar Malacha, the Gamran Hagizbar, and then the functionary of the base of Mikdash does the finishing stage of production, let's say smooths out the pile if it's grain. So now that would have been the moment of truth. That's when the Chiyav of Trumas Mash has kicked in, but it won't kick in because it's not your grain, it's the base of Mikdash's grain. And then after Gemar Malacha, the private individual goes and redeems back the grain from the base of Mikdash, deconsecrating it. Well, Paturin, the grain or whatever the produce is, remains exempt from Trumas and Maisris, because of the moment of truth, when it would have kicked in at Gemar Malacha, Hayu Paturin. They were in a stage of exemption because they were not privately owned.